Welcome back to the Music Industry Podcast. It's been two years since we had Claudia first on the <laughs> podcast, and it was a hell of a podcast. It was um, a good Maybe go back and watch it if you haven't uh, actually seen that one, because this is kind of a follow-up podcast. But it proved to be very popular. I think you said your DMs were were flooded after that podcast. Yep, uh, we did was. warn you about that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the podcast. So Thank what you. have you been up to recently? What's the news? Oh my God. So in the last two years, like things changed completely. So I obviously left my job as an A&R and became a manager. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, literally, I think... Six months after I was with you guys, mm-hmm. I left and joined a management company, which we are now like business partner with uh, Marwen in Amsterdam, Maison Rich. And it's been mental. And uh, I have to say, and I wanted, like I said to, to them, I didn't want to tell them before, but it's kind of like this year is kind of thanks to you guys, because what happened is two years ago when the podcast came out, May Stevens watched it mm-hmm. and watched me talk shit (laughs) for 45 minutes and she actually you know we mentioned like artists reach out to everyone you know like and she actually reached out to me Mm -hmm. thanks to you guys really and then we start working together since so no way thanks to you guys uh that's amazing you made my year i can't believe i didn't know that no i've been watching your stories of like oh she's at emi or oh she's at like a may stevens gig like oh she's working with may stevens oh she's got a platinum record yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i was like Oh, cool. But I had actually no idea there that was a link. Yeah, that's how it started. She she watched you guys and then reached out to me and then that's I amazing. completely flipped when I heard the music and we've been working together yeah. since. So the podcast work, guys. <laughs> hey, that's uh, crazy. What's the story then? What ha- what happened? What happened? So I came here with you guys. She watched it. She reached out to me. You know, like we mentioned, like artists don't be scared of to reach out to industry people directly. She sent me a link of songs and I heard her songwriting and she, I just thought she was like incredible. I was like, how the fuck do you write like this? Sorry, I swear a lot. <laughs> At 18 years old and then like contacted her and we met a week after in London and we've been working together since. So yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> She's got big recently. So what's been... So when she contacted you, had she released anything officially? She had a, a couple of release on, uh, releases on like a smaller labels. Mm. Uh, but like the like the the table turned when basically like we we worked together for for the year you know putting sessions together sending it to Amsterdam to write like because you know as a new artist it's really hard to get into sessions so we really try and crack people who you know wanted to be involved from the beginning as a unsigned artist and you know a kudos to her she's like one of the hardest working person I ever met in my life like this. I don't know, this kid has got a mentality of iron. Like, she's <laughs> so hardworking. Did and that then, help you then know that she was going to make it with uh, yeah, the work Yeah, because, ethic? like, uh, as a manager, when you see someone working as hard as you are, it's like, oh, fuck me, I want you to win. Like, you, come on, girl, Like, let's do this together. And you want them to, like, you know, get everything and the world on the plate because they are hardworking. So hard work pays off. So... Yeah, so she wrote this song in Amsterdam and then we, you know, start getting into the TikTok games and she's she's been doing it like before that um, with her dad, like uh, who helped out a lot before I got involved. Uh, so she was constantly posting on TikTok and then this song, uh, she, she posted on New Year's Eve last year, like literally 31st of December and it just blew overnight. Like I was in France partying with my friend, she was having a New Year's Eve and then 1st of January just... We just she texted me calling me and I was hangover and I was like what what was going on you know, like, what the fuck and then 
she just uh yeah like people like the song and it just took over the whole tiktok and then goes on the the adventure of this year so she got signed we went to every single label like uh, signed to emi who did an amazing job with the song and yeah there we go she was she went from working in Asda in February to pop star wow. today. That's crazy. Yes. One thing, if you guys want to get in touch with Claudia, if you want consultancy, then do check out the membership. She is part of the team on the Burstmo membership. So if you want consultancy, if you want to send her tracks, then join the membership. We'll link it down below and you can send tracks, get some feedback, whatever you need and whatever you think Claudia can offer you, then get it booked. So you so, just absolutely rattled through her entire career in like a minute. Um, <laughs> it's been an and that's not the end of the podcast. But <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so from the beginning, then you had that first meeting, like what was said in that first meeting? Like, did you have a what plan did you make? Did you know what direction to take or, or what like, was the plan? I, I knew she was an incredible songwriter and she was writing, you know, mostly on her own. She had a bunch of sessions before, but I wanted her to be part of the music industry. You know, I wanted her to be in session, meet other writers, meet her peers, like see different avenue because at the beginning it was her on her piano. And, you know, I wanted really her like to, to work with producers, to, to see, you know, different genre, to, to explore things. It was just like a really like developing phase of like, hey, let's try everything and let's go with everyone and, you know, mm. let's see what you love. And I knew she, like, obviously it was undeniable that she had talents, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to introduce her to, like, everyone and be like, look, like, can you see what I see? Like, like I'm not crazy, right? She's amazing. Yeah. Did those connections come from, like, previous jobs you've previous had? Previous job, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously I was A&R in publishing, like, you know, like, previously, so I, I had, like, contacts, so I just, shared her because I wanted the world to see how good she was so I was like okay let's you know everyone needs to see her and she needs to be with everyone so that was like the strategy and then um, and then yeah like uh, with you know hard work and a massive bit of luck like she, she put herself out there like massively as well on social it's really hard for artists because they have to be you know so like uh, they have to be uh, influencers as well as being mm -hmm. artists and as well as focusing on writing music and doing this and so she really put herself out there and then it just paid off like the last day of the year. It was yeah. mental. She, what was the clip? Was it a clip that went viral or did yeah. users take the song and create content themselves? The clip went viral first. What like was it? Uh, it was her dancing in her room, you know, like just being silly and <laughs> just naturally. The track's so good. It just... Yeah, and yeah. then people start creating a lot of videos mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, it became like a... It, it, it went viral like on the proper like global scales. Like people, people picked it up in... In the US, in Japan a lot, and then Japanese users start creating a dance around it. So then the dance picked up. It was mental. Mm. It's interesting you mental. say that because so many labels are like, we want to try and make a dance routine and yeah. choreograph things. But in this instance, it was just putting one video out and that was it. Yeah, it's, it's the music. I think that like her music speaks for like people love the song and like connected to it. That was the key, really. Like, her as a person as well, I think, you know, she's really cool and funny and, you know, she, she's got no shame about talking about anything. Mm. And and the song, like, just just gel together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which which song was it? Had she written... Is that something you put her together with or was it an original? Yeah, it was... She, did? Uh, she wrote in Amsterdam uh, with, uh, with Maureen and, and Gia and that was, like, 
one of the sessions that we like put together. Like, you know, like when you're starting artist and you go to all the, the UK writers, everyone's like, yeah, what's the label involved? Because I understand that people want to make a session worth and, you know, nobody wants to like waste anyone's time. So we were like, okay, let's, you know, try Amsterdam because, you know, the world's happy to work with new people from the UK. And, uh, and yeah, that worked. In situations like that, getting her in sessions with the right people, how do you persuade people it's worth their time? Is it like, this is what she's got and this is how good she is and the potential? Is it like, this is our marketing plan surrounding her? Like, how do you get people into the studio with someone they don't know? I think like uh, it's a mix of like, you know, pestering people. <laughs> and if you like... I think like if you are passionate about someone's like artist project and music and you you sell it like better than anyone else like I I knew she like she was amazing and I I knew people had to see that and I knew like you know at one point it would pay off like don't give up just carry on carry on carry on and there is producers and songwriters who work with like you know development artists if you know they believe in the music and they believe in the person it can be anything it can be the like I don't know, the personality of the person or the songs or there is people out there who would take a chance on like a new kids. But it is like, I think like for me, it was just like pestering everyone like, guys, come on, like, please, like, I'm not crazy. She's amazing. Work with her, work with her, like pestering them constantly. And what what's the big advantage to that then? Because we get so many artists who are on their own material. They're very adamant on only pushing their own material they don't want other songwriters involved like what's the advantage in your head for getting her in the room with other songwriters and producers i think it's it's great to write on your own and it's amazing if you can do it yourself but you never know who you're gonna meet like along the way you know you might meet the producer who gel with you and you have the same vision and all of a sudden your music become something else and you didn't even know that it was going to be you know that sound or whatever i think you have to be open-minded. Like it's in our industry, people intend to like work in their own camp, do their little thing. But I think the more you connect with people around you, the more you you know you're not in your little box. You see what's happening for so and so. You connect with this person, like open your horizon like constantly. There's new people coming in. There's people changing jobs. There's new songwriter, new producers. Like you never know who you're gonna click with. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to like write your own song and you know be a talented person on your own self, but see what else is out there you know like it's like i'm not gonna eat i don't know fish and chips every day like i want to try every food and then mm. maybe i find something you know that goes well with fish and chips yeah. well <laughs> curry sauce now yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. i tried that for the first time actually really? last year yes it's kind what? of a bit disgusting I oh it's so good i like it oh, i love it yeah. Yeah. yeah no great no, that's that no. not about that no curry sauce for the win mm -mm. so good anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> so she gets this tiktok viral hit I'm guessing all of you are buzzing your tits off. Yes. What's the next step then? Because you said she got signed. Was that like your immediate thought? Like, let's take this to labels now? Yeah, well, they actually came to us because, mm. uh, you know, obviously, like, with that much of variety, I, need, I knew we needed a, a system behind it to, like, you know, help us out and distribute it globally. Like, mm. it's, uh, it's good to do things on your own, but when you were, like, a, a starting artist, and I knew we had to do it very fast as well because, you know, maybe in two weeks, three weeks like the the song would like a new viral song would come along so we had a three four intense day of meeting every single anr in the uk us every territory and uh yeah like we we picked ami because you know like may really loved them and it, you know they were a great team and they delivered on it so i can't like fault them for that it's just uh 
like going to see like go see everyone and see who the the artist Joe is because your label is super important like if you hate them and don't want to work with them then you know you you're at loss here so yeah meeting everyone and then uh yes they created a whole marketing campaign around it and um you know music videos and all sorts like uh, interviews start falling like doing loads of promo around it uh we find her an amazing booking agent WME who literally put her on every single festival they're one of the year. biggest aren't they yeah they yeah. are they are great like they are like super great the same things they believed in maze they, they heard all the music not just you know the one single i think that's important as well like if people want to be involved in just one single just like jump on the hype you know they're not really your people if they listen to the rest and they are like oh my god this is actually like a real artist proposition this is like more than one viral tiktok hit like i think everyone believed in her in that matter so yeah like booking agents and then we went to the guys that we had to plan she went on holiday for a week and we had to plan um like the life so finding the band finding the production team so we went to the middle eight guy who like hours away doing we were in LA for writing with me and during those two weeks I was just basically told them I need a live show guys there you go so I was shitting myself every day <laughs> thinking oh my god we have like the great escape the first gig like I don't even know if the real soul are successful I haven't seen like because we were away and then we just rock up from LA and do guys like kudos to them just sorted it all out made turn up in real so intense real so and then off we go on the road and that was it <laughs> the festival journey started does that become like part of the promo of the festival or is it kind of like part of the like solidifying the viral hit had she released just one song by this point as well like yes well it was emi yeah like she had a bunch of release but this was the the monster so it was taking the song on the road and it was also like you know uh show people that she's not just you know a, a girl on the screen she mm-hmm. actually has like that's why like, we really wanted like a, a full life band behind it she's we, we put visual together you know she played some crazy gig for her first year she played bloody Hyde park and she played glasto and we really wanted to show people like yeah like this girl's got it you know on lock and this is like like you say it's part of the promo if you have to play in front of people you have to go out there and be a person, like a real-life person. So, yeah. So by this point, she released one song with AMI. She played, like, some of the biggest festivals. Yeah. What was the next step, getting more More releases out, out. yes, yeah. yes. Did you find, was she just touring in the UK? She was touring in the UK, and then she did one in France, and uh, later on we did a gig in Canada with, because she had a song with A-Lock and Chainsmokers, so we mm-hmm. played with them as well. How did you get uh, that opportunity? Uh, they send us the song does may want to jump on it she rewrite a bunch of lyrics and so Chainsmokers got in touch with you yeah look and Chainsmokers yeah after that release so actually yes. I, I thought it would be the other way around where you're kind of like trying to get a collaboration mm. but yeah that, that's amazing so what happened she she went away and wrote a song for so the them. song was already written, like, uh, I know Hannah Wilson, you know, who's one of my good friends. Like, she she wrote the song with other writers, and I'm sorry if I can't remember your name right now. <laughs> uh, but Hannah was at my house yesterday, so I remember her. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, they, they were looking for a feature, so they sent us the song, like, does May want to jump on it? And I was like, uh, I played it to to May. She, you know, they wrote, they rewrote some part of it uh, on Zoom with Chainsmoker and, 
and the guys, they all like did a version and tweak it a little bit. And then, yeah, she jumped on it and uh, released it. Do you think that happened because they'd like heard of her through the grapevine or they knew of you? No, like, it's probably because of the, well, is it, like she, she's got an amazing voice and uh, like the TikTok virality obviously helps, you know, definitely. Um, but I think it really, like it worked really well because they really clicked as well. And they saw that, uh, like, because they were, they wrote together as well, like eventually and it, it really worked. So that's why we all, you know, went with it and. That was great for her as well. That showed, like, you know, like she can also do dance and, but she can do so many things that people like next year, people are, I think, Joe's gonna fall on the floor. Like, this girl can sing opera, she can do anything. Like, it's crazy. Going back all the way before the TikTok went viral, then, like, where was she at in her career at that point? So, you had your meeting and then you sent her to Amsterdam to uh, write some songs. She's wrote the songs mm -hmm. and then. Uh, like was there a TikTok strategy in place was it just random was it just like let's see what happens it was the strategy was to constantly post constantly post like uh, her dad was really really good at cracking the algorithm like it's uh, he like he was aware that you know you had to constantly post you had to interact with pages that are related to you like they were like really like I think with May as well like she was really she's really aware of how social media works. Like she knows that, you know, you have to interact with other pages. You have to comment. You have to, uh, if something works, you know, like carry on jumping on the same trains. They were aware of, uh, like her, her dad is a, an analytic guy. He's, you know, a number guy. He was looking at numbers of other artists. She was as well, like uh, working out creative things. So it was like before the, it all blew up, there was a lot of work put. Like she's been writing since she was 12. You know, she was, mm gigging in like local pubs she they tried um you know classic routes of going to pubs gigs and developing she was writing she's like when she sent me the link she already had like 70 songs on there like you know she was really? yeah like she's been writing forever so i think like constantly writing constantly posting never giving up like she did like some small gigs with like students like you know like always saying yes to every opportunity that's out there i think that's one of the key and one thing that worked for her. Um, and then, yeah, like the um, the fact that she started, you know, go around writing with people. Like there was a bunch of sessions in the UK as well, people who actually believed in her music, like before it blues as well. Um, blues blew up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hard work and consistency, I think that was the key. And and you went from the TikTok blown up to then going around the A&Rs of the record labels, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so what were you looking for then in the label? Like, was there a criteria of what you were looking for from them? We were looking for someone who really believed in her as an artist and not just wanted to jump on, you know, a viral hit bandwagon. I'm sure mm -hmm. you got that as well, yeah. saying we'll sign the one track. Yeah, like, well, yeah, of course, like, you, you get, like, the single, you know, offers and... Like, that's not, like, I wanted a team who were going to be there, like, for the long run, you know, like, in the good time and in the shit time, because, mm. like, we have an amazing hit now, but, you know, how do we carry on? How do we show the different facade of the artist and nice people as well? Like, I wanted, like, she wanted people that she could just, you know, go into a meeting with, like, and just chat, like, and those guys are, are like, are, they're, they're really nice and they're, like, good at, like, I think they just gel and, like... Uh, there was like a bunch, we were hesitating with, because everyone's nice, you know, they, everyone wants to impress you. She mm. got like 
loads of presents from everyone. That was nice. so funny. <laughs> but um, like, obviously, everyone's on the best behavior. And like, yeah, but I think you have to like... That's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's imagining it, like loads of fruit baskets in yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like that. You know, they would hear like, she loves Hello Kitty. So all of a sudden, they would be like, bunch of Hello Kitty turned up <laughs> at my house for her. Like, whatever. Like, it was... Uh, it was um, it was funny, but I think... I hope you said, like, she really likes Porsches. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying next time, you yeah. know, like, next heart is, Learn like... Uh, or like yeah, on. she really, like... Or he really likes Rolexes, you know, like... Uh, he really <laughs> likes a million pound, you know, in his manager's account. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, like, uh, like, it was very intense. You have to speak to everyone, repeat the same thing for, like, an hour or two hours. Um, but I think, yeah, we made, like, the, like, right shows for her and... She picked them. Like at, at the end, I was, you know, as a manager, I can only advise like, okay, this person is good at this. This person is good at that. Like, let's narrow it down. And it was really hard because like I say, everyone's super nice. They promise, everyone's promising you the moon. And at the end, I, we just sat down. I think we narrow it down to two. And the deal was like, were similar, like, you know, paperwork. Like I was like, okay, this is the deal. Like I make sure she understood everything, read all the contract with her. It, like it like explain to her what this mean what that mean you know like i wanted her to be aware because it's her life i wanted her to be aware of what she's signing up for like you mm. know this means this this means that um because it's all good to see like a bunch of money on the paper but you know this we all know this all the other conditions and mm. and then at the end i was like okay your gut feeling like one two three go and then she went emi and we were like okay let's go that's it like mm -hmm. done scary decision is yeah it's, i'm guessing it's a long-term deal as well yeah so yeah, it's yeah. quite. I, she's quite young as well, isn't she? So yeah. if yeah, she's only yeah. done like a few releases, I bet it was quite a, a big one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably one of the biggest decisions she have to make at, like, you know, in her life. And she was nineteen. Like, mm. was... was there like one particular thing that made her go for EMI? Like something like one particular person, or the deal was better? Was there like the, something? It was the people. Like the people, like uh, were really nice. And I think the fact that, um, like, you know, they have to like not to put the female like card on there but they have two um female ceos and that was kind of refreshing they had a new team uh it, it was like you know it's quite like cool like to have like two boss ass women i suppose like yeah, this kind of relate to each other in yeah, yeah. in kind of a different way i suppose mm -hmm. yeah um so what did you what do you now expect at this point from the record label what's the next steps well we planned the next yeah, like we have a because we're working backwards, you know, like usually people have a plant and then, you know, you release all your singles and you have we are we had no plans like we, for the whole year. It was like, oh, my God, like what is going on? Let's go on tour. Let's go. So now we have a plan for next year. Uh, like May is going to go right like a lot more uh, with different people and uh, just, you know, putting more music out there and like working together and make sure you know we create like more music for for her to release and hopefully have another hit <laughs> and are you going to continue putting them together with songwriters and yeah, uh, yeah or yeah. is it the label that's going to do that now no we all do it like she like the publisher like she signed to sony for publishing they put session i put sessions uh the a and r the label put sessions uh we currently all fightings for you know diary dates and we're all like okay does this session make more sense that this session you know let's so we're all fighting for like putting sessions in basically, but uh, that's that's the the plan now. Like write more and release more music, mm -hmm. and hopefully people like it. And for people, people that don't know, how successful was that song? The the one that blew up on TikTok. Like, do you know the numbers? It was like the number two. We find out last week. It was the number two 
global record on TikTok. Like it was, wow. yeah, it was insane. That's ridiculous. It was. Bearing in mind, she's competing with like Billie Eilish, Dua Lipa. Like that's mad. It's crazy. Like when we find out last week, I was gobsmacked. I was like, <laughs> I knew it was big, but I was like, okay, number two in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think that'll be a big part of the strategy for future releases then? Well, I think we have to carry on TikTok because it's her crowd. It's you know, her people. She's good at it. She. Mm. So yeah, like we like, but obviously, I think the most important thing is the music. Like you know, she's not an influencer. She is in some like certain extent but the music is what carries yeah. everything and i think that's what like got her there people connected to her music co like connected to the we had a lot of like return like of uh, like comments and messages you know like saying like oh my god like because the song was about how you wish yeah, how you wish you could say like you know to your parents uh, to the your ex's parent that like yeah you, your son or your your daughter is is a dickhead like they, you know like you think it's this angel and i won't connect to that like i have some shitty ex and i wish i told the parents like you know your son that you really love like he's a twat like he's horrible but so i think like that's like people connected to the song like yeah. we all had that like all of us every age so i think the music and you know the story of the songs is so important and i mm -hmm. think a lot of people forget like oh let's just you know write a TikTok hits, like make it catchy and these three seconds is great. Like, no, like that's not how music works. Like, you know, how parents didn't have TikTok and everything and they're still connected to, I don't know, ABBA or George Michael, like for taking my mom. Like, mm -hmm. Because she loved the music and she loved, and she didn't understand the lyrics because she was French. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see as a bit of a trap sometimes where someone will get a viral hit and then they're so obsessed with replicating the success. They'll either write a song for TikTok, or they'll try and push a trend. And like, in example of you guys, she didn't push it in the slightest. She was just posting what she wanted to post and the track was good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. hopefully it just keeps happening over and over again. <laughs> and how, how do you deal with that? You've got one track that's gone viral. It's the numbers are huge. Then do you then have to just make a, a more modest plan to say, well, that one went viral. How many releases do you do that maybe won't go viral or it will? Are your expectations to grow or are your expectations just keep like releasing consistently? Yeah, like now that's numbers? what we're doing, putting music more out like out there because people don't know the song, but I don't think they know her as an artist yet. Like she mm. they know her, but not like the extent of you know her songwriting and her like voice and you carry on releasing. Like some of them are gonna be like less viral, like you can't have like you can maybe you can have the same result hopefully <laughs> but i think there's no expectation and it's just writing and putting things that are honest to you that you love and you believe in and that's what we're doing with the next single like we sat down we had a bunch of songs and she went like okay i love this one i believe in this one and you know this one and it, it all has to come from i think if it comes from the artist and two people in the room believe in it like as well, like mostly the artists, like okay, this is what I wanna put put out there. Like next, like this more, just be honest. Like don't try and replicate. Like people see through shit; they're not stupid. Mm. Like you can tell. Like you see it. Like you say it yourself. Like people are like, oh yeah, let's let me release something similar, and you know maybe it's gonna go viral again. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. But as long as you stay honest to yourself as an artist. Yeah. You can only put what's real out there, really. So you've got this initial awareness, and now you're kind of using that initial awareness to become a more sort of well-known artist and with more depth for that audience. Mm. 
through just releasing and then is it kind of a hope of using that credibility to get your like spots on radio and get your spots on like spotify editorials through the original song mm-hmm. so people kind of just see the name is that well you have plan? your platform now like you know this song keeps on giving like it's, there's more people doing remixing you have your platform now i think you need to use this platform to be like hey guys i did this but like this is me like this is what i you know, this is my new song, this is my new baby, like, this is what I believe in, this is what I stand for, like, you have a platform now, like, it's up to you to choose what you want to do with that platform. It's completely open, you know, some people go into, like, I don't know, like, I want to be involved in brands, I want to be involved in charity, I want to be involved, like, you can do whatever you want, and music-wise, of course, like, you're gonna want to release more, like, hopefully, if you want to be, like, an artist, you don't just want one song, like, out there. Yeah, Mm. so you've got the capture of the algorithm etc mm-hmm. but then you've you've got a choice do you keep trying to go for the algorithm every single time mm-hmm. which sounds painful to me yeah, i've seen people that. do it <laughs> yeah um or you just bring people to where you want to be and then you the... get also get like that like you said before where she's not an influencer she's a musician first and it's the same thing where like people are so obsessed with hacking the algorithm you end up being an influencer where you forget about the music which was the whole purpose for doing it in the first place yeah um and then they kind of lose that passion for the music and then even if they do get viral videos there's no song to release alongside it and it's completely fine you know like so if that's why you know like you want to do like completely go for it go for it make some money like yeah Uh, and then a loki and um chainsmokers then reached out Mm -hmm. what happened there so you've been signed tiktok viral being signed the next big thing was that was it no we had uh we had a so obviously when we signed to the uk team we also signed to the us team so we had a single with megan trainer so Mm. the 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 label played it in the us megan loved it jumped on it uh so we released one with with her and then yeah like uh, after this whilst we were like releasing the megan one like the management of uh chainsmoker and alock reach out and like to me like uh because we know each other from previous job and mm. ask if may wanted to jump on it and we're like yeah let's let's do a dance song <laughs> and what's the advantage to each party there then like is it one artist gets sort of a very good song and then the other artist gets a bit more exposure i think everyone's a winner you know i think uh like uh, the, the, you have different territory involved you have different crowd involved uh you get so you get a great song uh like we jump like we like show that may can do something else you know we can jump on a dance song she there's nothing else she can't do you know like they get like uh the like i think the platform that may be out the whole year as well um everyone gets something and i think ultimately it's artists who gel with each other and created a, an amazing song and that's the main thing, really. It's great to have others' names on it. Like, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. You know, like, to have Chainsmoker and Alox platform, like, helping out. Like, but everyone gains something in the song. Mm. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so she's signed to the US EMI. The okay. UK EMI and then in the US, like, in the universal system as well. Yeah. So how's that been? Because obviously she's a UK artist is yeah. that correct yeah. yeah yeah so how's that been is she, is she finding that she's like resonating more with a uk crowd or is because she's signed to the us label as well it's kind of going a little bit more global now it's a bit everywhere and funny enough like japan was really big for her as well i really? noticed her editorials oh, yeah, you said about the japanese dance trend 
Yeah. Was that, was that mainly it in just, Japan or just... Yeah, it was in Japan, China. Like, she, she had one of the biggest songs in China. Like... Random. Yeah, random. Yeah, it just got picked up. Just picked... Like, Asia was massive for her. Like, it's just because she went viral and then, like, we really tap into the market. Like, we went there, like, twice this year. Uh, on the back of that, she got a collab song with um, Sanrio, which is, like, Hello Kitty and Friends, which mm-hmm. she's obsessed about. But <laughs> it just makes sense. She's covered in tattoo with it. She didn't so. even have to get paid for that. She was like, yes. <laughs> yes yeah, it was just a no-brainer. So... Yeah, I think it was like important for us to like you know support as well those markets that are like yeah. fully behind her. And was that a difficult one because it's obviously a very different market to UK and actually, US? Actually, like no, like, really, they just we spoke to a lot of people that work in like K-pop and stuff, and they're like it's just completely different. Yeah, I think it was it was different for us because we didn't do like a J-pop K-pop song. Yeah. It was a UK like like a, an English song like who went viral over there in Asia. So it was completely different approach. That oh, we are gonna write for K-pop or J-pop. It just they just love the song out there as well and the whole dance thing and mm. so it was like it was different but they are so efficient yeah yeah so efficient <laughs> in what like, way you go over there and they plan a whole day of content like a whole week of content for you and it's just like oh, that's so better than us yeah <laughs> everything works better in Japan like, yeah. I want to live in Japan <laughs> it's, it's just yeah they are like the team over there is incredible like uh, we had this uh, Eric Bakane and this girl is like a Power. like she would literally wake up eight o'clock and stay with us until because we were all jet lag we were decided to go shopping at 2 a.m you know as you do because everything's open 24 7 mm. and this girl was with us as well as planning you know the whole day and then like making sure the artist was okay as well as like you know making sure that everything goes to plan and hang out with us and uh, us just... in the uk we're like ah it's five o'clock we're clocking yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, right? like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, i have to go like you know <laughs> doing like random meeting for no reasons like, you know? <laughs> but um yeah, like they they are so efficient over there. It was it was crazy, mm. and I think they really, like uh, they really took care of her. Like I think the first time we went, we did all the promo, and I think we clicked with them as well, like uh, really well. And um, yeah. yeah, does that put you in a difficult situation or decision to make in terms of like UK artist, UK culture, USA, but also it's like popping off over in asia which is a huge market huge yeah. market do you feel like you have different directions to take or are you just gonna like keep putting stuff out and see what happens yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah it's uh like i say like it, it's about what she wants to put out next like uh we're gonna try and you know do little bits and bobs like uh, with hopefully some artists in japan like hopefully like you know that opens definitely like the possibility like i say like don't close your eyes on everything that's out there but it's not necessarily like a strategy, like, oh, my God, we need to do a collab with, you know, so-and-so from Japan. Or mm-hmm. it's it's out there. We just like... See what yeah. happens. Yeah. In terms of like budgeting and things like that, is it mainly the advance from the label that's allowing you to do this? Or have you already managed to get like income streams yeah. from the artist from various things? Yeah, we got like income stream because with success, you know, you have like uh, branding who comes to you. So she gets income from that. She already gets income from... The song, she gets income from, obviously, like, a lot of sync, mm. you know, came through as well. Uh, Just naturally, because it was blown up. It was, yeah, like, exactly live as well. was really, like, obviously, she toured the whole summer, like, obviously, so that brings in as well. Um, yeah, loads yeah. of different stream in one go, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we get so many much complaints about, like, streaming not paying enough. But really, when you've got that level of exposure, there's just so many more mm-hmm. monetization opportunities yeah. really yeah. streaming no. doesn't pay enough if you just have publishing 
Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's the key. And that's what I keep repeating too. Like, and I do it for all my roster. I'm like adamant, like master point, master point. Writers get fucking master point. What's <laughs> master like, point? Like uh, you need a share of the master, like the right. records, okay. ju- not just publishing. I mm-hmm. think like, uh, and Ray is really good at like being an advocate for that. Like, I don't know if you've seen like her campaigns. Like, I think like publishing income is long. It's not like, you know, it, it takes long to come. Like if you have a hit, amazing, you get, you know, depending on your percentage but like uh yeah master point is where it's out so who owns what the publisher owns the the publishing the publishing i.e the everything that comes from like trs and like uh like uh, yeah copyright and then the label owns the master side which is record and we're gonna have to do a follow-up this is another podcast (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, what's the plan now in the Mm. Let the girl drink her coffee. She's okay. well, now. Yeah. It's going cold. <laughs> the plan now, um, like obviously we have Maison Rich, like, you know, like obviously now it's completely new management. Uh, we have a lot of like songwriters and producers and DJ. And I think like some of them are going to pop next year. So I'm just like, you know, bracing myself for another year of running around. We have uh, almost finished our time. Have we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ends in five minutes. Do you want people to know your socials this time? Yeah, like okay. I said last time, send me songs, uh, reach out. What's uh, your Instagram? Twiggy Pop Claudy, still. We'll put it on the screen. Yeah, we'll put it on, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't be bothered to edit that. And we'll put it in the description. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this account I created when I was like super young and I'm very embarrassed when I have to go like to very professional meeting. Like, yeah. Twiggy Pop Claudy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> With memes. all the memes. The memes yeah. are worth, it's the worth following, Lord. guys. Yeah, follow yeah, if you like memes, send me memes as well, yeah. alongside <laughs> with music. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great. I, I was when you said that there was like a link between the podcast and your signing. I was like, "How good is this, is this going to be?" I'm like, yeah. getting myself hyped up. But it was great. Yeah, it's it's great news. See you in two years. You know, yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I took over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Do a catch up. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank for coming you on. for having me, guys. Thank you. You're and uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to give it a like and subscribe if you haven't already. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs> you did that last time as well. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>